Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Entner. For those of you who uh, know me, thank you. Welcome back and listening to my newest podcast, Unlicensed Entertainment. Uh, for those of you who are new to me, I have done several podcasts in the past. I've been a co-host of Improv Talk, the infamous Carl and Josh show, and Unlicensed Film Reviewers, which was a podcast I did before this one, which I did for six years. So if you're worried about starting a podcast with someone who doesn't stick to it, that's not going to be the case with this one. The only reason I actually quit the last one is because I went through two co-hosts in a relatively short amount of time. And both of them left for the same dumb reason. They had kids, and suddenly they had to spend more time with their family. Like, that's important for some reason. And so I tried week after week to get someone to fill in as a co-host, as a guest co-host. And I did that for about six months. And I don't know if you try to get people to do something they don't want to do for six months, week after week. I did that podcast every single week. If you try to do that too much, it gets exhausting. I managed to do it. I think I had only one or two episodes where I had to do it by myself. And in six months, that's that's a lot of work. So I got frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. It's become more work than it is fun. And so I quit. I quit right after my final episode was for The Last Jedi, which I thought would be a simple last episode. No complications at all. Everybody loves Star Wars. Be a nice tail end or bookend, whatever you want to call it, to the show. So I did that. And then all the controversy came out with this. I was like, man, I wish I had a podcast where I could talk about this. But I quit. So then just more and more time went on and there became more and more stories that I wish I had a podcast to talk about. Because I it was although it was called Unlicensed Film Reviewers, I like to talk about movie news because movies happen to be my favorite thing in the world. So I love talking about what's going on in movies. Uh, one of the things though with the doing a movie review podcast and movie news podcast is that I'm also really obsessed with TV. So like when I was doing the podcast before I quit. There would come up these great stories about TV shows, that, which I'm so passionate about, but it's like doesn't fit the format of my show, so I can't do it. Well, that's where this thing comes from. This first episode is going to be kind of a recap of the two years entertainment, the big stories that stuck out to me, although I have a terrible memory, so I've forgotten a lot of the big ones, but the ones that stuck out to me since then. Uh, and I'm going to be able to talk in this new show not just about movies, but also about TV. I plan on having guest hosts every once in a while. I plan on uh, co-hosts every once in a while. But I took away the pressure of having to get one every single week. And I'm just going to have one on when I feel like getting a co-host. Uh, my wife will fill in a lot of the time. That's right. For those of you who don't know who, again, were former listeners of, uh, listeners of my other podcast. I have gotten married since I last was on the air. So she's going to fill in a lot of the time. But... Uh, She's a little bit nervous about it, so I didn't want to force her to be on every single episode. She'll, she'll come in when I think she's got a, a point of view that I want to hear, and I think the listeners want to hear, because she's got a lot more to say than she thinks she does. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be, in this new podcast, going to be talking about TV shows, going to be talking about movies. We're going to try to bring back some of the bits. Uh, something I'm not going to have to do for this one because of the new format. It's called Unlicensed Entertainment, so it's going to be TV and movies. I am not going to have to see a movie every single week. That was another thing that was really exhausting because no matter what happened, because it was unlicensed film reviewers, I had to see a movie that week. And it could be the shittiest looking thing in the world, but if it came out that week, if that was the only, is that the biggest movie that weekend, I would go see it. I 
would be miserable, and it felt like a chore. So now there will still be movie reviews in a lot of episodes. This episode is one of them. But it doesn't necessarily mean it came out that week. I have a se- It might have come out a few weeks ago. I just thought it'd be fun to get my take on a movie that's been out. Uh, well, so, yeah, we'll get, in, get into that later. Uh, so, yeah, hold on a second. I'm going to flawlessly, you're not going to notice it, look up notes for what I'm going to talk about on the show. Okay. Oh, man, I hope you can't hear the dogs. I've moved since I, we last did this podcast, and there are dogs right across from my window. They're very nice dogs, but every once in a while they get very loud, and hopefully you guys can hear them on the podcast, but they are going insane right now. You hear that? There we go. It's a German Shepherd, which is like the greatest dog in the world, so I'll let it go, and then a little nothing shit dog. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, uh, the thing that a lot of people were really freaking out about, and so it stuck out with me, and I wanted, this is one of the things I mo- wished I had a podcast for when it happened, was Game of Thrones ended last year. I guess it's New Year, so now it's last year. So Game of Thrones ended last year, and it struck up a whole bunch of controversy. The guys that are ahead of us, Lindelof or whatever, uh, shit, uh, wife, I, can, I don't know their names. I'm terrible at this. I should have pulled that up next episode where I have a news article or something I want to talk about with people. I'll have it pulled up so I can talk about it, their, their names specifically. But the guys who started Game of Thrones, the guys who a lot of people have taken away all credit for because they were not happy with how the show ended. These guys were set up to do the next Star Wars trilogy. Uh, they were like golden in Hollywood. And then they got past the books that George R. R. Martin wrote, and they kind of had to adapt from his notes, by the way. They didn't come up with everything on their own. Everything that was in there was planned out, for the most part, by George R. R. Martin, at least the outline. So the ending happened. People weren't happy with the last two seasons, and, but especially the last season, and suddenly these guys can't work at all. They don't want to do anything. Everyone's so pissed off because of a TV show. And here's the thing. I don't think it was that bad of an ending. I really don't. And maybe this is one I'm going to lose all my listeners, all the people that tried out right in the first episode. When I say, if you complain too much about Game of Thrones and the ending, you are a whiny little bitch. Now, is it a perfect ending? No. Almost no TV shows have a perfect ending. But the, no one has called for them never to work again. Uh, Lost by J.J. Abrams had a bad ending. J.J. Abrams still has a fantastic career, still going strong. But for some reason, this show, because it hit in a certain time, the zeitgeist of the internet, everybody just wants them to die. I liked the ending. I didn't love it. Uh, you know, Bran getting on the Iron Throne just because they're like, uh, yeah, let's just put Bran there because he can't walk. It's always broken, so that's good. You don't need a king who's workable. That's fine. And But the thing most people were upset about was, was Daenerys, and I thought that was set up just fine. But even if you don't, the people that live and die uh, by how a franchise does, that get so caught up in it that it defines their entire life, like the fact that we still have people talking about Ghostbusters, which came out years ago. I'm talking about the female Ghostbusters. If you go online in the comments section, which I constantly, I almost live in the comments section because I love looking at, like, going, how far into the comments section can I find this kind of comment? You will still see the female Ghostbusters written up by people complaining about being the worst movie of all time. I saw that movie. I didn't like it, but it's not the worst movie of all time. Even if it was, I would not freak out about it. Like, I, I disagree with, I'm a huge James Bond fan. And a lot of people push 
for Idris Elba to be James Bond. I think that's bad casting. Uh, I, I'm fine if they reboot the, the series and they cast a black actor to play him. They have to reboot it because it makes no sense if he's white one movie and then black the next. But still, uh, even if they didn't do that, if they just cast Idris Elba or somebody else in the movie who doesn't fit the usual typecast, it won't ruin my life like it does with these people. And I've been obsessed. I have, I, I got married and somehow my wife still lets me hang up James Bond stuff. I have dolls and signed photographs and custom, uh, custom order pictures of me as James Bond hanging up in my marriage home. I'm obsessed with it. But if they made this casting choice that I disagree with, I'd be like, I disagree with it, but I'll still go see, see it. I just probably won't think of it as a legitimate James Bond film. That's the worst I'm going to do. I am not going to freak out and cry to the internet that things didn't go my way. I thought Game of Thrones answered most of the questions, gave you an ending, which is great that you can get a TV show that has an ending because lots of times when shows start losing steam like it kind of did around the end, it just cuts off. And you don't find out what happens. So you got a good, a decent ending. Did it blow me away? No. Were there some stuff that was a little inconsistent? Yes. But most TV shows have shitty endings, or at least lackluster endings. I can think of about a handful that I think pulled it off. So it's all good. So yeah, Game of Thrones did okay in my book. Shut up, internet. On a similar note, The Last Jedi, the last movie I ever did for my podcast, came out, and people freaked out about that one as well. Uh, they don't like. They, they attacked Marie Tran, who played Rose in that series, uh, because they played a character that they didn't like. They constantly bring it up as how uh, Ryan Johnson is a terrible director and shouldn't work again, even though he made some great movies. He made Looper. He made Knives Out. He's a great, great director. I fucking love that guy. Uh, and yeah, so, you, okay, whatever. You didn't like the Star Wars movie. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I kind of liked all Ray's storyline, which a lot of people still didn't like that one. And yeah, I didn't like the John Boyega, Marie Tran storyline. I thought it was a little bit dumb and not necessary. But in the end, again, it's just a fucking movie. Move on. And don't try to, to sabotage people because they tried to do something different with a 50-year-old franchise. I'm probably exaggerating on the year. I'm not sure exactly how old it is, but around that old. Grow up. It's not that big of a deal. I liked it. You didn't like it. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. If you make your entire... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rant a little bit about, like, about people. Like, uh, I'm going to bring up my brother. So my brother is a guy who is in, his entire life is wrapped up in the fact that he's metal. So everything about him has to be metal. You can't, it, 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 you can't enjoy anything that's not. And to me, that seems like you're limiting yourself. If you make your entire life about your entertainment, about, I know, it's, it's ridiculous for me to say that considering making an entertainment podcast. But, I mean, your whole personality is wrapped around that. where You can't, you can't budge on it. If something goes wrong, it, it affects your entire life. You need to grow up saying that a lot, but th because uh, in the last year, there's been a lot of need for people to grow the fuck up. Alright. Uh, an another thing, this is another controversy that I thought was a little bit weird, and I don't share what your opinions are on this. Let me know. Let me know if you think I'm full of shit, or if I should quit this podcast right now, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, in the last year or so, I think the movie's already supposed to be out right now. There was a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, the live-action movie, which 
Does not sound like a good idea to me. But anyways, they made that. And everyone freaked out on the trailer. They're so angry with, with the way he looked and about his teeth. Because he had human teeth. And Sonic doesn't have human teeth. They should know that from the years of video games. So what, what's going on? My whole life is ending. So they made a change.org thing to petition to get them to change Sonic, make him look more like the Sonic that they remember. So they did that. They caved. The studio caved audience demand, and they remade Sonic to look the way he's supposed to look. The problem is that's not going to get anyone else into the seats because the fact that Sonic looked wrong was only one of the problems in the trailer. It looked like a genuinely terrible movie. So... That changing the way he looks isn't going to change anything. Another thing that worries me about this is no matter what it is, it can be a movie about about uh, Nazi hunting Jews, or it could be a movie about Song of the Hedgehog, or it could just be a romantic comedy. No matter what it is, if it's entertainment and it's put out there, it's art. And art should not be subject to change from an audience point of view. It just shouldn't. It's being put out, if it's someone made it, they had a vision, they knew what they wanted to do, and y you should just live with it. Put it out there and be confident in your own work. If we start crowdsourcing everything, we're going to lose all credibility in art. I know that sounds ridiculous because we're talking about freaking Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, but I still stand strong by that. It's art. It's stupid art. But it's still art, and, if, and it's it's a slippery slope. I know most of the times people say slippery slope, it's not. Like they go like, oh, we're going to allow uh, trans people to go in the genders bathroom with the ones they want to go in, and suddenly everybody's just guys just going in there to into the women's restroom to just jerk off to women. That's what people say, and that's a, a bad example of slippery slope. But in this case, when we are letting audiences choose how one movie is going to get made they're going to make that argument and fight harder in the future because they know that it is possible for them to do this so even though i think it's sh a shitty looking movie they should have kept it a shitty looking movie because by the way they're going to lose so much money on this the fact that they had to redo everything with the lead in the, of, the, of the movie who's probably in like 90 percent of the movie's frames uh they spent so much money on this and now they just redid it. They're they're gonna lose more than if they would just release a turd that they had already made. That just brings me up to another thing. There's a recent uh, story this week or a photo story. I'm not sure if it counts as a story because it's basically articles being released about a photo that they saw. They released images of baby Sonic. I <laughs> I haven't even seen The Mandalorian yet. I have Disney Plus. I think Disney Plus is awesome. I'm not sure what your opinion of it is. But I have it, but I haven't gotten around to Mandalorian yet. I am going to watch it. But there's been this craze about Baby Yoda. And now I feel like everybody's just trying to find the next cute thing. We had Baby Groot, which was awesome. Now Baby Yoda, and now Baby Sonic. I'm already sick of it. I'm getting so sick of it. My wife and I are talking about having a kid in maybe like a year or so. And I'm starting to get sick of babies. I'm not sure if I'm going to want them. If we keep on putting out these CGI baby characters, I'm just sick of sick of baby something. Oh, look, it's a baby Carl. That's so great. It's so cute. By the way, it's probably not going to be cute if it's my baby, but hopefully it takes it after my wife. So yeah, that's those are that though, that's something I just worry about is us crowds affecting movies. Something that was good that came out 
my slobbering all over this mic. I feel like I'm doing accidentally doing an ASMR. I got a super dry mouth. Am I ASMRing you guys? Am I making some people uh, comfortable or horny or whatever the fuck ASMR does? I've never understood that, but that doing anything for you guys? Uh, if if so, you're welcome. If not, uh, I'm sorry. I just did that, but uh, forgive me. Something great that came out this year. I've been all negative, but something that, that I really fucking enjoyed. I gotta stop saying fucking. Uh, freaking. Let's make this PG-13 for the next episodes. Uh, I saw the Watchmen TV show, and this is something I, I'm glad I get to talk about because I'm doing a TV podcast now or an entertainment podcast, so I can talk about TV. Um, it's been a few weeks. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, maybe you want to fast forward a little bit. I'm not going to spoil it too much. But goddamn, that was amazing. That was a show that should not have worked. I, I disagree with a lot of people on the fact that uh, the Snyder version is a great movie. I don't think it's that good of a movie. It's fine. It's Snyder's best movie. That's not saying much. Snyder is one of the worst directors out there. And uh, that's why I'm so confused by the Justice League release of Snyder Cut thing. Because... Uh, if the version that was released, which was finished off by Jade, no, by Joss, is it Joss Whedon? Yeah, I think it was Joss Whedon. If the version that was released by Joss Whedon was bad, then how bad was the Snyder Cut? Because Snyder is all flash, no substance. Uh, I, I first noticed him with the movie 300, which is like two and a half hours of CGI, of slow motion, which I don't think he understands. Slow motion is supposed to highlight an important moment. But the second you make it for every little thing, like they have a guy wiping his ass after getting off a toilet, slow motion, gra grabbing the paper, slowly wiping their ass, and then flushing it down the toilet, that takes away all the importance of slow motion. So I think he's a, he's a hack. Visually great, but he's a hack, and he's not made many good movies. I'll say Watchmen's fine. And uh, Man of Steel is also fun, but it's not a good movie. But uh, they took Alan Moore's comic and made a sequel TV show. And that blew me away. because There was no way that that should have worked. It is a terrible idea. At least on paper. But then I watched it, and I watched the first episode, and I was like, uh-huh, yeah, that's right. This barely even feels like Watchmen. It feels like a cop show that just happens to sit in the Watchmen universe. And I watched the second episode, and I was kind of like, yeah, I feel the same way. But then you get to episode three, and this is something I felt justified in, because I, I, I went online, again, I live in the comments section, and I saw so many people complaining, like, what does this have to do with Watchmen? This barely even feels like Watchmen. It feels like they're just using the name to sell the show. I was like, the reason why I'm sticking around with this is because it's going to have to fit in eventually, right? We watched two episodes. Eventually, it's going to have to feel like Watchmen. It's going to have to justify its being in that universe. And it did. Everything with, they have Silk Spectre in there. They have Ozymandias. They have, um, they, ha they have Dr. Manhattan and the twists and storylines and what it had to do with race and spoke about today and spoke about the past and used the past to speak about today. I love that. It was one of the best shows I've watched this year. And I just, from the standpoint of this should not have worked, I am blown away. And I got to respect, because usually th this show is made by the same guy who basically took over for J.J. Abrams on Lost. So he's known for not being able to finish things on a good note, carrying things on too, f too far, and not knowing when's a good time to sign off. He's known for that. And yet he came in there as like, I got a plan. 
for one season of television. That's it. And it was a hit. And he could have gone like, I'm going to jump back in there and just throw something together to make myself a sequel. And he's like, the right idea comes to me. Maybe we'll come back to this someday. But for right now, I have no plans to make a sequel to this season, to make a second season of the super hit show, because I told the story that I wanted to tell. And he gave it a great ending. There's a little bit of mystery to it, but kind of like in the way that you can make your own opinions about what happened, which I did, which I feel like it's fairly obvious from a lot of the clues that they hid in there. So they gave you enough to guess what's going on, left it there, and I wish we had more people brave enough to do that in this day and age of television, to be like British people who are like, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge made the show Fleabag. And Fleabag, first season nobody was talking about, but second season everybody's talking about Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the hot priest, pre- preacher, whatever his name is. Uh, they're all talking about that, and it'd be so easy, especially because it's a comedy, to go in there and just make another season of that show. But she's like, I told everything I wanted with that character, I'm done. Two seasons. Two seasons of six episodes, and she's done. I wish more people had, had the bravery to just do that, to tell a complete story and end it, and that's it. That's all we have to do. So, uh, yeah, Watchmen was amazing. Uh, now we're going to talk about uh, trailers of stuff that came out this week. I might not have watched them. I don't need to watch them. I'm that good at telling about stuff. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is a TV show, a Netflix show that just came out this week. It is Dracula. Let me talk about that. Uh, so Dracula's been remade a billion times before, but you basically know what it is. In 1897, Transylvania, the blood-drinking count, draws his plans against Victorian London. This show, the thing that made me bring this up at all, because I probably would not have talked about a Dracula show, was created by Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat. For those of you who don't know their names, they are the guys that brought you the Benedict Cumberbatch version of Sherlock Holmes, the Sherlock series. Uh, and they're also uh, big parts of the re- returning of Doctor Who. Stephen Moffat was a showrunner for several years, and Mark Gatiss was always a, a writer on there and often a guest star. The show stars Clay's Bang. I probably even pronounced that wrong. I have no idea how to pronounce his name, but as Dracula. Uh, and really... Matthew Beard. I don't know who any of these people are. So I guess they're basically unknowns, or I guess I just don't know enough about TV anymore. But uh, from the trailer alone, I'm kind of uh, I'm excited about it. I, uh, well, okay, the trailer didn't make me super excited, but the people who made it made me excited for the trailer. It looks like a different version of, of things. It looks like they, got, they have a new take. And Mark Atiz and Stephen Moffat are very good at coming up with really good dialogue some fun characters, and just have a good way of looking at things. So I'm looking forward to that. I am worried, though. Although I love those guys, they also are victims of being too proud of themselves. They often come up with twists. They're big fan of twists. And their twists are often so over-the-top, so unbelievable, so so contrived, that they can ruin things. So they basically have great characters, great dialogue, great shows that almost always end on a bad note because they had to throw in a twist. I remember they came out with this movie, The Adventures of Tintin, which is an adaptation of an old old like kids comic or uh, funnies comic. I'm not sure. I never read it. There's been like an HBO series, something like that. But they made the series before I knew who they were. And I was loving that movie. 
I had no expectations going in, and I saw that, and I was loving 90% of the movie I was in. And then you get to the twist at the end, and I was so pissed off. I was like, these guys just love them. They must have blown themselves when they were so proud of their great twist ending. Like, oh, my God, I have to suck my own dick. I am so brilliant. And I'm worried that Dracula might do that. But even so, it's always worth the ride. And it's three episodes. They're, they're movie length. They're an hour and a half long. And I say, give it a try. Uh, the other movie that came out this week, uh, something that you guys should all know, if you, if you haven't listened to my last podcast, Unlicensed Film Reviews, is that January, especially the beginning of January, is a dumping ground. The first weekend especially, there's always a bad horror film that comes out. I think I saw the Paranormal Activity where that takes place in a, an apartment complex one year. I saw uh, The Devil's inside or something like that there's always a really bad horror film that comes out in the first weekend of the year i don't know why it's dumping around maybe they think people don't want to go to the movies because they all went over the holidays because the holiday weekends are always really big but i don't know no one goes and so they dump something that everybody the studio has absolutely no no faith in but they might have a good trailer it's really easy no matter what movie you have i'm sure you've seen this a billion times before yourself or trailer comes out for a movie that, and it looks fantastic, but you know you shouldn't trust it. Or you fall for it, you go to the movies, and then you see a shitty-ass film. This, however, in this case, the trailer was bad, too, so I was not even convinced of that. It is The Grudge. I'm not sure if this is a continuation of the Sarah Michelle Gellar started series back in, like, the mid-2000s, or if it's just a remake of the remake, because the Sarah Michelle Gellar one was a remake of a Japanese movie called, like, Ju-On or something like that. But it's because it doesn't give you a number. So it's just called The Grudge. A house is cursed by vengeful ghosts that dooms those who enter it with a violent death. Directed by Nicholas Pierce, who also wrote it. Uh, stars, let's see, Tara Westwood. I don't know who that is. Uh, I know Demian Bircher. He's actually a good actor. And John Chu Cho is a good actor. Betty Gilpin is a good actor. Uh, but in the end, it looks like a bland horror movie about a ghost who really likes taking a bath. There are like two jump scares on the trailer about a ghost in a bathtub. Uh, and then there's another one where a ghost is like helping a guy wash his hair by having a hand coming out of their head. I don't know. It looks pretty damn shitty. Uh, so I recommend highly against seeing it. And then the last big thing I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, I, I told you before, I ended my last podcast with Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So I thought, I've been thinking about bringing this podcast back for a while. And I thought a perfect time to do it would, would be when I saw Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now that means I should have brought this podcast back about two or three weeks ago, but uh, I haven't had the time. And so with this new format, we're going to get this a lot because I, I don't have time to go to the movies like that anymore. And we're going to do the Better Late Than Never movie reviews for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. After Palpatine mysteriously returns, the Resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker Saga. Don't let that confuse you. Skywalker Saga. That does not mean Star Wars is over. There will be plenty more Star Wars movies. They're just kind of moving away from using people from the old saga or telling a story about them when they were younger or anything like that. Uh, this star, of course, this stars, of course, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Domhnall Gleeson, 
Nikita Nyong'o, Carrie Russell, uh, Gina Suatamo, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, and Ian McDiamond. Now, I purposely avoided all the trailers for this movie until I saw it because it's so ho- easy to get hopes up or to get a damning opinion on a movie like this and go into it with certain expectations. So I avoided all news articles, I avoided all trailers, and I walked into this movie 90% blind. It's hard to completely avoid things. I saw, I heard a few lines, I heard a few people talking about uh, a few things, but for the most part, I was completely blind going in. And I liked The Last Jedi. And I was worried that because J.J. Abrams kind of puts out the same thing every single time. Uh, I like J.J. Abrams' stuff, but he's kind of just... Uh, the Force Awakens was basically a new hope, so I thought this might just be Return of the Jedi. Uh, but I, I enjoyed this movie. It had some great epic battles. I thought they, they had some interesting concepts of how to do lightsaber battles, a new thing in the Force I'd never seen before, that uh, these like changing scenery lightsaber battle between uh, Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. They had a great water lightsaber. They had a bunch of really good lightsaber scenes. Uh, they had a changing dynamic with... Uh, Adam Driver's character, you don't know exactly whose side he's on. Uh, they reveal a lot about about uh, Daisy's parents and kind of change the no, not important thing that Ryan Johnson did, which is something that, that bugged me slightly because I feel like with the original trilogy, they're all written by uh, George Lucas, or at least he contributed the story ideas and they followed it. He may not have directed it, but he was all he controlled the story of the whole story of the original trilogy, and so they felt cohesive. This one, I felt like. Uh, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams kind of had different point of view of what the franchise should be, this trilogy should be about. And so they kind of just contradicted each other. Uh, and so they gave they gave the definitive answer of who uh, Ray's parents were. And I thought it was a little bit cheesy, but I was able to move, aro- move around with that. Uh, some people are upset about the mysterious return of Palpatine. How could Palpatine return? I feel like there's enough stuff if you watch the original, uh, not the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy. So the prequel trilogy is actually important in here. That made me satisfied with his return. The and maybe even possible return again after the next one. Who knows? Uh, I thought some stuff with uh, with Adam Driver's character and his development was a little forced, but I still accept it. Same thing with uh, with the way they lose Le- use Leia. I kind of had to and her her end of the story. Kind of felt like they did what they could. Didn't one hundred percent work with for me, but uh, whatever. The main thing that worked for me, that made the me enjoy the movie, was they worked on their relationships again. I'm a big proponent of if you have good characters and not the greatest story, but at least a decent story, you could still have a good movie. So there are things that bug me, but they got Ray and Poe and Finn all together again. They had some surprise cameos. They got Lando in there. C-3PO is great. They got everyone back together again. So the, fir- the, the Last Jedi, although I liked it, kind of split up all the characters that we met in Force Awakens, and we almost didn't have any of, th- any of that dynamic anymore. This got them all back together to finish off the franchise. Some, th- it w- some things were cliche. Some things were overdone. Some things were hard to, hard to believe. But in the end, it was a fun movie with laser swords, blasters, starships, and I laughed and had a good time. And also, this is not a spoiler because it's been on all the trailers. And my wife said this, even though I thought this when I was watching the movie. But my wife said this to confirm it wasn't fucking weird. When you see, like, a vision of Evil Ray, uh, she's fucking hot as Evil Ray. 
I don't know what makes her better looking when she's evil, but damn. Evil Ray. So so look out for that. Um so I'm gonna give this out of uh weird pyramid things. I'm gonna rate this out of five weird pyramid things. I'm gonna rate this four out of five weird pyramid things. So go see it. So this has been an experiment for me. Uh let me know what you think. Uh, contact me on my Facebook page. There'll be Unlicensed Entertainment on Facebook. Uh, or you can message me on Facebook. My name is Carl Samuel Entner. So just message me on there. And let me know what you think. Anything I need to change. Uh, suggestions on segments. Anything like that. There are going to be some more comedy-driven episodes. Uh, but this one was just kind of letting you guys know uh, what I've been thinking about for the past two years. Uh, I'm going to have more current news articles and feature ones. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. That's been the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, and now I just have to find the stop button for the podcast.